1: Karen is a highly sought after life and productivity coach. She is a mega real estate agent, the creator of the transformative five minute success concept, the author of four books and host of the five minute success podcast, a heroine and an entrepreneur. Real Estate Success in Five Minutes a Day, Secrets of a Top Agent Revealed was featured in Inman as a must-read for your best year in real estate, and the book ranks on Amazon in the top 1% in its category. The Five Minutes Success podcast has ranked number one on Overcast, most recommended in the business category, and the show has over 400 episodes of an amazing array of guests who achieve success at a high level. Karen is also a frequent guest on other podcasts, including Wickedly Smart Women, yay, that focus on entrepreneurial success and motivation, as well as real estate related topics. She's the principal owner of the Huckabee Briscoe Conroy Group, HBC, with Keller Williams. The HBC Group has been recognized by the Wall Street Journal as one of the top 250 top realtor teams in the United States. Since 1977, HBC Group has sold over 1,500 homes valued at over $1.5 billion. Primary market areas include Northern Virginia, suburban Maryland, and Washington, D.C., Welcome to the show, Karen. I'm so delighted to have you here. Oh my goodness. And the Wickedly Smart
2: community. I'm so thrilled to be a part of a group of women and those that want to live playfully, mischievous manner. I just, who doesn't love that? So here we go.
1: Yes, let's be smart and spunky. All (laughs) righty. Smart and spunky, mischievous. Well, Karen, let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about I think I want to start on the real estate career pathway a little bit. Let's talk about like when you were a kid, were you like building houses in in the backyard or, you know, going door to door selling things? Like, how did you like find your way into the real estate industry? Was this something that came through your family or was it something that you stumbled into?
2: So I come from an entrepreneurial spirited family. My father had many businesses, restaurants, car dealerships, and that like that kind of thing. Real estate was what I discovered right out of college and quickly found it to be my calling. Although I, I went off on some other uh, <laughs> trajectories for a while, some other journeys, some other paths. But then when I came back to it, I recognized it really was... My highest and best, that's that's one of the ways we characterize value in real estate is is it operating at its highest and best. And I found when I was in real estate space, I was working and living at my highest and best self.
1: Mm, Beautiful. I love that concept of highest and best. So, you know, I think there are many wickedly smart women and... Maybe some that are not wicked, you know, might not consider themselves wickedly smart, who often will settle for less than highest and best and will get into the rut of working in an industry or working in a career path or working in a particular kind of role that they might have somehow gotten slotted into. And they're just like at their toleration level. Like, I can do it. I'm competent at it, but they might not even be thinking of highest and best. So I'm curious if you have some thoughts about that kind of mindset, that kind of rut that we can get in, and what, if anything, we could do to transcend out of that to our highest and best.
2: Well, yes, there have definitely been times in my life where I Found that I was in jobs, you know, professions, stages of life where I wasn't necessarily my highest and best self. And I find for me where it I I discovered living the highest best self as that still small voice, or sometimes it became a loud voice, or other people's voices saying to me that I was capable of so much more in the beginning, I didn't believe in myself. Other people believed in me. And then I developed the confidence with success. And that has led to me having my own ability to to be confident in myself. So I I think that is a very common journey. The heroine's journey, which is a very frequent story in mythology and movies and books. And we talk about the hero's journey and Joseph Campbell did a lot of work around that. But the heroine's journey is not told as often. I'll, I'll share the most well-known heroine's journey, and that other than mine, and that is <laughs> Dorothy Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. So okay. Dorothy was in Kansas, and she wasn't really happy in Kansas. And actually, she had an interior and an exterior Motivation to change her life, right? So she was wanting to leave Kansas, and 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 then a twister happened to her. The circumstances. So the circumstances for you know me and my husband's job loss, you know, health, other circumstances that people have happened. Sometimes it's a twister, and it just picks you up and sends you to somewhere, and your house falls on the Wicked Witch of the West, and. Dorothy, on this journey to discover herself, her heroine's journey, she made friends along the way. If you remember, she had the lion and the scarecrow and the Tin Man, and then she also had a mentor. We call her Glinda the Good Witch, but she also met with challenges, and those challenges came in the form of winged monkeys. And came to the forum, you know, of witches, and what and she poppies, was, poppies, all oh, oh, the poppies. You are seeing. poppies.
1: You are coming back to you.
2: So <laughs> think about this journey she's on, and she is told that the wizard will answer all the questions, right? Mm-hmm. And she gets there, and what does she discover? She discovers the wizard is, you know, a man behind a curtain, <laughs> and that really, truly, and Glinda tells her this. All, she had it inside of her all along, mm, right? Mm. She had it inside of her all along. And so she, when she listened to her call, she was able to go return home. And she came home with a new perspective. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And she came home with gifts. And that is the heroine's journey. And, and when it's depicted as a as circular function, a form... The idea is you go out into the world and you learn and grow and you discover new and you go on new adventures and you discover things, you have new challenges and you meet people along the way and then you come back to yourself and then and, and, and it is really, truly a calling. And so how did I learn to live at my highest and best self? Mm. I learned to listen to yeah.
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So I love this conversation about the calling. The reason I'm sitting here behind this microphone was completely, you know, calling. I spent 20 years in the real estate industry myself. My last project was 51 single family homes, 56 apartments and an office building. And then the tower came down, right? (laughs) The tower came down and the twister took me out. It was your twister. (laughs) The twister twister took me out and it put me on this path to be in a, you know, in a position of being able to mentor people around the world myself and to serve people with this podcast. And so What I'd like to have you talk about, if you would, for a minute here, Karen, before we go to the break, is can you talk about your own internal experience of the calling itself and what internally needed to happen for you to be willing to say, oh, of course, yes, I'm going on this calling?
2: Yes, that is Thank you for allowing me this opportunity. So I was in a a group coaching program with women, and we'd been together for, say, nine months, and we went out on a retreat. And at the retreat, each of us were supposed to explore deeper, go take a deeper dive into one area of our life that we wanted to manifest, (laughs) to bring about. And so I'd had many, many people through the years tell me that I should write a book. Mm. And I had the classic excuses, reasons, whatever you want to call it. I didn't have enough time or money. And so I focused on the book for the weekend. And the last day, we were each to present on what was stopping us from doing what we said we wanted to do. And I had a light bulb go off. And everybody there still remembers it to this day because it was so impactful. And the light bulb was, well, the only one stopping me is me. Mm. And the good news is I can change me. See, before I was waiting for circumstances to change, people to change, the market to change. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can change this. And I I, I found that very empowering. Mm-hmm. Now it didn't it didn't change my circumstance. So I still didn't have enough time. So I had a couple of other epiphanies. The second epiphany came about with the book. Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah, I love that book. <laughs> know her from Eat, pray Love. Yeah. She talks about how in the universe there are ideas. And when the, and she's really talking more to writers and concept people, but really anybody, okay? Then An ideas, time has come. If it comes to you and you say, no, thank you, too busy, not enough time. And then if the ideas, time has come, it will go to someone else and this really created urgency for me i was like because before then i was like sure write the book when you know i quote unquote retire when this happens or when this happens i had all the things just Mm. like many people and i was like i have to write it now Mm. this is not a later thing and then the other thing was well okay how so my brain started then thinking well, how do I write the book? It it was stopped saying, I don't have time to write the book. I don't have, it started saying, how could I write a book? And another book that really impacted me, it's kind of a two-part one. Gretchen Rubin wrote a book called The Happiness Project.
1: Great book too. (laughs) Yes. And she's
2: been a guest on my podcast. She's really amazing. And she researched people asking them, well, what would make you happy. And the interesting thing was many people knew. And yet, They didn't do it. She's like, okay, so what do you need to be able to do what you say you want to do to make you happy? And so she wrote another book called Better Than Before. Mm -hmm. And that book, one idea came out of it. And that was what I call the time hack of using daylight savings time in the fall and getting up an hour earlier because your body clock is already there. And I'm just going to help everybody here recognize the fact that you don't have to wait for daylight savings time to time hack because every time you go you travel you time hack right, right? so mm-hmm. you can time hack at any time you do not have to wait for fall daylight savings time and and so then I had to change the way I looked at things and I had to say well that means I'm going to get up in the morning right, right. and it, I was a Pretty self-proclaimed non-morning person prior to that. I was like, well, but I want to be, I want to do what I say I want to do. And this is the best hack I can come up with to do that. And so, you know, seat and chair, 30 minutes every morning. I'll just share that what happened was the more I was in alignment with what I said I wanted for my life. Yeah. Then I don't want to say it was easier, but it certainly became clearer. Sure. Yeah. And that is a practice, right? <laughs> it certainly it, is. All not right.
1: done. We are going to take a short break. break. Yeah, we are going to take a short break. But before we go to the break, I actually just want to encapsulate this really quickly for our listeners. So number one, she understood that she, it was about her changing. Karen got that. It was about her changing and, then she got the urgency. There's no more waiting. It's now, not later. And then she started asking the magical question, well, how can I do this? And that led to the time hacking. But ultimately, what I'm hearing in all of this is it became about being in fidelity to yourself to doing what you said you wanted to do. So we are going to take a break right now. Wickedly Smart Women, we could use your help if you're enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air. Please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. While you are on the site, we encourage you to opt in and join our community. We also encourage you to access our brand new book, Wickedly Smart Women, Trusting Intuition, Taking Action and Transforming Worlds, which was a number one new release in six categories. And we actually had distinctions in 34 categories with the book. We are also going to do a volume two. So if you have interest in participating with us in volume two, please reach out. You can do that by going to listeners at WickedlySmartWomen.com and just put book in the subject line, I want to write with Angel. And we do want to invite you to share with your lovely lady friends, all of the fun things that we have going on here at Wickedly Smart Women. And we want to say a huge thank you to our listeners who are downloading, rating and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads from all over the world. We have a brand new country. It's two countries, but they listed as one country in our stats. So we're now up to 108 countries, 108 is also a magical number. So we're welcoming Antigua and Barbuda to our listener list, and we will
0: be right back with Karen Briscoe. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design a life that is an extraordinary work of art angel b hartwell the wealthy life mentor is hired by women in transition women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance become clear on the value of their wisdom and embody a beauty filled Balanced life of shameless self expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com.
1: And we are back with Karen Briscoe. You can find out more about Karen and all the fun things that she has been creating for herself and for you and her listening audience at Five Minute Success dot com five minute success dot com we will have that for you in the show notes karen can you correct me is it five the number five or five f-i-v-e the number five okay great so the number five minute success dot com we will have that for you in the show notes so you can go there and find out all the fun things that karen has available for you over there let's talk now karen before we went to the break like the the last piece that you know, we distilled before we went to the break was that you actually made the decision to be infidelity to yourself. And so what I'd like to do is just go back a little bit in time to part of what sometimes has to happen is things have to stop, right? When we change course so I'd love to hear what were the things that you suddenly realized that weren't yours to do anymore and how did you liberate yourself from those things. Oh my goodness. Well, I would say the most
2: impactful is stopping the sabotaging self-talk. <laughs> I have a very I had a very she's she's now respectfully quieter. My inner critic, she really could be a, could have been a prosecuting attorney because she was really good at it, <laughs> but she's learned to, to, to stop and recognize the fact that I am capable and I'm creative and I'm resourceful and that I'm going to do it. And I respect the fact that she has her thoughts to protect me. And yet at the same time, I've stopped giving it so much weight. Mm. I've also stopped talking in language that was more serving. I I had this conversation actually with my mastermind today because we were talking about time and I've become somewhat of a time guru when you write books about time, everybody wants to know about it. And I said, one thing I've discovered is, is that there's a lot of language about all the lack involved in time, like you're busy and you don't have enough time and you're overwhelmed and you're like, and that is very... I stopped talking about that because the thing is is the, the truth is <laughs> I have time to do everything that's meaningful for me and and time is truly a created thing. That's what Einstein said mm-hmm. and and that it's relative. the same amount of time spent holding the hand of your loved one it does not feel the same at all as putting your hand on a hot stove. So the idea is I stopped doing those things that were, limiting and holding me back and not serving me and changed my language. I changed the way I looked at things. If I looked at something and I found that it was it was overwhelming or challenging or about ready to derail me, I changed the way I looked at it. And that has been a, a the most impactful.
1: Mm, beautiful. Well, so what I want to talk about now, Karen, is this idea of language, right? So you know, we are in a culture that does promote being busy all the time. And I think for a lot of people, they create this cyclone around them of looking busy in order to look good in the culture of busy. And yet the busyness isn't really meaningful and it isn't really productive. So when you're working with your people in your five-minute success body of work or when your life or, you know, productivity coaching with them, you know, can you speak a little bit about the culture of busy and, and what the difference is between meaningful productivity and appearing like, you know, my schedule's packed. I'm so busy. You know what I mean? Like projecting oh this thing that that society seems to want to have us project.
2: Yeah, there's a couple of great tools, ways to look at things. One is the what I call my, my change model. And that is to look at the circumstance or the situation or whatever is going on in your life that's causing you to feel overwhelmed. And then look at your thoughts about it. And then how you feel about those thoughts oftentimes will help, it help people recognize what's really going on in their, their the drama they're creating. And then the actions that are the result of this, and then with the result, what it ends up, you can really change any component of it. You can change your actions, <laughs> and oftentimes that will change the way you think about it and the way you feel about it. You could change your feelings. You could change You really what it can often happen is you'll end up changing the circumstances because it goes back to change the way you look at things, the way you look at things changes. If you've got a pattern of this, this is one of the most powerful tools to break it. The other concept that has really been powerful is the whole idea of many people talk about time management. And, and again, back to time is a human construct. So it's not managing time, you're managing yourself. And the way I like to look at it is in the world's way or the current way is more along the Maslow's hierarchy of needs where you're supposed to work your way up the pyramid. You're supposed to your physical needs first, then your safety needs, and then your esteem needs, relationship needs, and then your self-actualization. And we really saw this really come out during the pandemic. If you think about it, what did everybody focus on in the beginning was (laughs) their toilet paper right i mean how more basic physical can you get (laughs) Mm -hmm. so what i found is is that if you work your if you go with that model and you're working your way up the pyramid you may run out of time literally okay so the idea is to flip the pyramid Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and focus on the self-actualization first Mm -hmm. and many people were like i don't have time to even do that i'm like well let's start small and build up because You'll start to experience the benefits of it, and then you'll want to do more. And what happens when you do more, like you've experienced and I've experienced, is that you are more in fidelity with yourself and aligned with yourself. So you are living at your best self, your highest and best self, and you will have better relationships. You will have self-esteem, right? You will be, quote unquote, more productive because what's more productive than someone who is living their life that they were called to live. And that will lead to Mm. the the physical needs being met. So I really, that's where I I help a couple of ways I've helped people with them wanting to achieve their, their, their calling and their highest, best self.
1: Beautiful. Well, it's very interesting because during the pandemic, I actually discovered that there was some hidden information about Maslow that nobody knew about but apparently Maslow learned about this whole concept from indigenous people and in the indigenous model self-actualization is yes. first first yes is first in the indigenous model and so he somehow t- twisted it around a little bit and there's like a lot of management people and a lot of psychological folks have been resting on the Maslow model and really it was built on something just exactly like what you're talking about, which is we we bring people into the world, children into the world. Our work is to help them to self-actualize and then when they self-actualize, they naturally are going to bring their calling into the world. They naturally are going to create community. They naturally are going to be serving their purpose and they naturally are going to be creating a life of meaning. So- I love that you brought that to the table today, Karen, and I thank you for that. We are already at the end. It happens so quickly. So I wanna just remind our listeners to go to 5 Success. That's the number 5MinuteSuccess.com and find out more about what Karen has going on over there. I love especially this idea of starting to use better language. Catch yourself when you're using words that are, not what you want to be utilizing. Our word is our wand, and it is with our word that we create our reality. So I love Karen, you even caught yourself in the middle of the interview. I did. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I've been working myself on eliminating the word but from my mm-hmm. vocabulary. And it's pesky, like one small word, but but there we go. <laughs> one small word and, and one small word and the more I put my attention on changing from that the more I'm instantly able to catch myself and instantly able to create the change and it does take a little bit of time to you know fully integrate that however if we don't start we're never going to finish so with that we are finished so listeners we do love feedback please let us know what you thought of today's show by getting us an email at listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com and we'll Definitely take a look at what you have there and send in guest suggestions there as well if you like. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember,
0: you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.